Michael Kamen on your M5. <laughs> broken. <laughs> yeah, broken. Um, <clears throat> I was out to lunch with Sammy, and then we're like driving home, and all of a sudden the screen like it didn't just shut off. Okay. It's like an, it's an old. I mean, 2006. Yeah. So it's like an, a little bit of an older looking screen, and sure. it does that thing where it's like there's like all the lines on it. It looks Ooh, like the it got lines. hit with a baseball or something. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, I was like, we. I, it's funny. I was literally just talking to her about taking it to uh, BMW to just yeah. kind of see what they give me for it. I'm okay. Just, just curious. Sure. And we're talking about that, and I was like telling her what I think I could get for it, and all of a sudden the screen goes blank, and I was like, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Now it's. That's extremely unfortunate. Fourteen thousand dollars less. Yeah. So negative six thousand dollars. <laughs> right. So. Then I was like, okay, we're still in the parking lot. I'm just going to pull over, turn the car off for 10 seconds. I'm going to turn it back on. Mm-hmm. The reboot? And, yeah, and also on the heads-up display, yeah. it came up with like a – there has like the SOS call function oh. on that car. Yeah. It came up with like a SOS call malfunction warning. Oh, my. But it was on the heads-up display, so I was the only one that could see it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we like stop. I turn the car off. I sit there for a second. So you're being I start it back prayer. up. Still just still dead. Yeah, still dead. And it was weird because it like the like those lines came up. Sure. And then it slowly just like faded to black. Oh, did and a Metallica like, song come mm, up? Yeah. Nice. I was like, that's extremely unfortunate. That uh yeah, but then I got home and I was like I'm at the point now where in my car buying journey mm. where if something like that happens, I'm like, whatever, I'm just gonna fix it. And yeah. it, it like I can't do anything it. about it sure. other than fix it. But then I was home for a while. I was holding baby Sunny. Oh, we went on a little walk and then she was sleeping. Yeah. Glorious. Uh, but then I got in my car to come over here, started it. Turned right on. Yep. And I'm pretty sure my car went, oh, oh, oh. I didn't do the BMW uh, check engine light chime. Nope. The most terrifying sound in of BMW ownership. The most terrifying sound is the, the, when the gas light comes on, it makes a chime. Yeah. And, and I'm like, it's the please. same noise. It's yeah. the same noise. It's either you're oh. running low on gas or the oil pan just fell off of your car. <laughs> There's no in between. That is the truth. I'm like, please don't make a chime for this. Yeah. This is a BMW. Any you say chime... something with a German accent. Yeah. Right. Das gas is <laughs> empty. It's low. I said German, this... not Hispanic. You're right. <laughs> this is fine. It's just a fuel light. <laughs> no need to worry, but your fuel level is low. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so it's back on. Okay. And um, for, Yeah, for the time being, that's great. Yeah, so maybe now I just won't drive it until I try and uh, get some money from BMW yeah. for it. You know, I did that a few times in my... Uh, S4, the S4 Avant that I had. Oh, I love that car. Yeah, it had a finicky check engine light. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as most Audis do. And no heat. No heat. Had no heat. The heater core had gone out. Um, luckily, it was fast, so I could get wherever I needed to go before my toes. You should have just off. piped a hose in from the engine bay or the exhaust. From the exhaust, I tried yeah. that. It gave, gave me a headache though, <laughs> but it worked okay for a little bit. But the check engine light would come and go on that car so often that I had to register it twice because I had it for more than two years, which oh, man. was miraculous. That's impressive. But the check engine light would go off uh, around the time it was supposed to be registered. And one time it was like a month before I was supposed to go in, but the check engine light <laughs> went off. So I went to the registration place and got it registered. Early. And like three days after that, the check engine light came on yep. and it stayed on until I sold it. That is zero problem whatsoever. So as long as I'm within 30 miles of a registration emissions testing place i was fine yeah we need to figure something out because so winslow and i just corrected and coded um it's probably 2016 or 17 x5m yeah um really cool laguna seca blue yeah uh with like a caramel interior Mm -hmm. it's actually really nice i like it and it has an alpina style wheel on it okay i'll show you some pictures okay this thing looks really good um but it sounded insane, like pretty loud, lots of like pops and bangs on downshifts. Like from an X5? Oh, yeah. Sweet. Like borderline undrivable, maybe. That loud is like a GTI? <clears throat> oh, gosh. Yeah. With a crackle tune. Uh huh. 
Um, but I, so I asked him uh, when we dropped it off, I was like, what, what do you have done? He's like, oh, it's just catless. And then it has a, it's just tuned. Okay. Uh, and this, this guy is like, he is BMW through and through. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. both of his, both of his kids have 335s. He has uh, an E92 M3. Okay. With, uh, it's supercharged. Yeah. Does he have uh, spiky frosted tips? <laughs> he does, does not. Does he pop the collar on his polo? Mm, he doesn't wear polos. Okay. Um, but if he did, he definitely he might. would. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he's a super cool guy. So they have two 335s, his M3. They have an E30 uh, 325 IX that his wife drives around in the winter sometimes. That's awesome. It's pretty cool. They yeah. just have uh, some winter tires on it and something they can just kind of beat up on. Okay, okay. And, so I have, well, before you, the three, yeah, the 330, was it 325 IX she has? The E30? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so interesting all-wheel drive factotum about the uh, 330 with all-wheel drive, yeah. BMW balanced it exactly uh, w- with the the way that the power was distributed to the front and rear wheels. Mm-hmm. They did 62% or 63% <laughs> to the rear wheels and 38 or 37% to the front wheels yeah. because that's how on acceleration the weight would distribute for the car. So they wanted it, they engineered it to be just uh, perfectly dis- uh, dispersed between the front and the rear wheels. <laughs> that is the most BMW yeah. thing yeah. I've well, the only more BMW thing I've ever seen or heard of is I was on a website looking for parts, and for $12, there was a small case for a quart of oil. Okay. So you have it to carry around in your trunk. Right. It's a little case. Right. That might be the most BMW thing. Absolutely. In existence. And it was $77. <laughs> Yeah. It was just, yeah, it was a cardboard box with a BMW <laughs> emblem on it. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty epic. Um, so anyway, I derailed your story. <clears throat> oh, you're good. I was just saying they also have the X5M, and then he's had an E60 M5. Okay. Like they've, they, he just loves BMWs. Sure. Um, but they all are, they all sound crazy. They're all modified, mm-hmm. and it turns out they have a place in St. George, and there's no, they don't have to deal with emission stuff in St. George, yeah. which I didn't know yes. about. No, it's only along so, the Wasatch Front, <clears throat> so uh, Weber, Davis, Salt Lake, Utah County, um, and Wasatch. The Wasatch or Summit. Those are the only places in Utah where you have to worry about emissions, which is sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like, how do I... I I don't again. I said that X5 was like almost undrivable. Yeah. So I don't know if I'd really want to do that, but I just want to be able. You want to, to have do that. the option. Yeah. Sure. If I could, I want to do. If I was going to keep the M5, at some point I would want to put an exhaust on it. Okay. With valves, because I don't I don't need screaming V10 fury in my life. But it'd be so w- cool. It if you would did. be. What? Because what does it? What does it redline at? How? Where do the revs go? Uh. 8,250. Which is pretty good. I mean... So to get a V10 to go to 8,200 RPMs, yeah. Um, I bet you could get it to sound pretty sweet. I bet, I'm bet oh, i sure people have. There's amazing videos. There's like, there's actually a video I found on YouTube, and it's a comparison of all the different exhaust systems for that car. Okay. So there's just a video, like, there's a cold start for every exhaust, mm-hmm. a, uh, like, a standstill rev. Sure. Uh, and then there's also like a, a launch and a flyby. Yeah. Of the of all the so different you get exhaust all of systems. the different. Yeah. Acoustic. <clears throat> and it's so cool. That car sounds amazing. What? It actually already sounds good with stock exhaust. It does. It's a lot good. of engine and intake noise. Yeah. So which fun. one? Which exhaust system won the test? Was it glass pack. Cherry no. bombs. Yeah. Uh, no, Magnaflow. Magnaflow. Yeah. Some straight pipe. <laughs> We just custom straight put some three inch uh, tube from Home Depot on it. Yep. Let it breathe. Yeah. Oh, there's this company called Eisenman, and they have a version of Eisenman race exhaust. Sounded good. It sounds really good, but it has the valves you can open and close, okay. so you can actually have a civilized car when you want to. Sure. Um, but it sounds so good. It won't. It's so bad, but it's also. I think that exhaust is like. 
I think the race version is like five thousand. That's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> as long Do as it. my infotainment system doesn't actually okay. die. Okay, so while we're on the topic of car noises, car sounds, I'm gonna head in a little bit different direction, but in the same vein. Okay. I, so I walked up to pick Ollie, my eight-year-old, up from mm-hmm. school yesterday, and his school is right on a pretty busy road. Yeah. So we get to, you know, I get to sit and watch cars ride past, and I saw. Pulling into his parking lot was like a 2003 Hyundai Accent with yeah, gold on gold. Gold on gold? Gold on gold. Damn, and I think they was, only imported like 400 of those to the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, it's a collector's <clears throat> item. But she was pulling into the parking lot and very clearly running on three cylinders. <laughs> uh, just the most uneven, tinny sound. And her windows were open. And she was just completely oblivious. Not to, a care or in the maybe world. she wasn't. Maybe she wasn't. But you know, I it kind of made me think. I hear a lot of trucks. We have a lot of landscaping trucks that drive around here as well. Yeah. Kind of the same thing. And I don't know. I'm pretty in tune. I, I don't know what is wrong with my car when I hear a sound that it makes. But if there's even something remotely off, it's panic mode. A hundred percent. And I wish I could be more. I do. Should I be more like these guys that are just like. Drive it until <laughs> until the cylinder pops out. I think I would rather be the way that we are, honestly. <clears throat> I just can't. I hear stuff like this all the time. I'm sitting at a stoplight and somebody's pulling up next to me, and I can tell that their brakes are like rubbing on their wheel bearing. Oh, and it gives you the chills. Oh my chills. gosh, it's horrible. Yeah, like when your brakes start to squeak, you replace them. When they start to grind. You're a danger to society. Yeah. I, and I, so I wonder, the other thing that I see kind of uh, like this is if, if you go to the gas station, right, you pump gas, how much, How long are you there for? Five minutes? Uh, yeah, maybe five minutes. Six five, minutes? Yeah. Ten if I go in and get a drink and sure some Hostess donuts. Pump a dump? <laughs> So, I am a hard pass on gas station bathrooms. Yeah, sometimes I wish I could be a hard pass, but I'm old. Um, so I've noticed there are very frequently oil spots that are at least a foot across. And I cannot fathom <laughs> in my brain that a car that is parked there for even, let's say something catastrophic happened and they're parked there for two hours, they leave that much oil on the ground. They need one of the BMW oil carrying cases. No, they need their truck to carry around <laughs> one of like the, uh, you know, the uh, porta potty pumper trucks. Yes, they just need those... that to be full of oil, and spraying it into, it's just crazy. It would be like the uh, the fighter jets that refuel on the fly. Exactly. You just have a truck following you around. Exact. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. It was it it, <clears throat> uh, so I don't know. It, that it kind of makes me nervous that there are that cars like that on the road. Yeah, there are all sorts of terrible sounds that people's cars make that like are shocking to me. Yeah. That again, like you said, they're I don't know if they're oblivious or if they are the best actors of all time. I think it's but, I think they're just probably not car it just goes and so they're right. okay with it. Or they can't hear it over yeah. the vibration of their blown speakers listening to Mm-hmm. Betty Wop. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Or, Feeling it. Yeah. T Swizzle. Uh, I can't even believe I Lizzo? just mentioned her on this podcast. Lizzo is she still a musician? I don't know. You just Golden Girls spokesperson. Oh, little Kim. <laughs> little yeah. Wayne. All the littles. Chicken little. <laughs> um, the so I remember a few podcasts back you mentioned. Wait, like, wait. Pause. Yes. The worst noise. The worst possible noise a car can make. The uh, engine note from the Infinity Nissan VQ <laughs> engine. I can't compete with that. Okay. Yeah, that's that's horrible. And that's if it's functioning well. That is if it's, yeah, no pun intended. We're banging on all cylinders now. Uh, it's a Datsun. <laughs> um, the um, ah, what was I going to say? It was not about the VQ engine. ADD. <laughs> um. No, I was going to say, oh, yeah, a few podcasts back, you mentioned that you like to play Collapsed or Slammed. 
Slammed or collapsed. Range yep. Rovers, Mercedes, mm-hmm. that have air anything, suspension. Anything with, yeah, air suspension. Yeah, it's, yeah, so it either could be collapsed air suspension or it has been lowered by the 11th owner mm-hmm. of that vehicle. Mm-hmm. They just cut the springs. Exactly. That's the easiest way to do it. And the best. Yep. Um, I play this game with Sammy driving down the road where I look for things on cars and I always just say, if you walk out to your car in the morning and it looks like that, don't drive it. Sure. If your car is making that sound, please pull over immediately. Yeah. And I play this game all the time. Yep. Because there's so many cars on the road that are somehow driving on a completely flat tire. Okay. And so at the oh, gym, yeah. I talk about going to the gym a lot. It's mm-hmm. really one of the only times I get out of the house. Yeah. It's not like I go to the gym every day to like get giant. I just don't leave the house very much. There is an R8 uh, that's first generation R8 mm-hmm. that's there pretty frequently. Is it white? It's red. Oh, okay. Um, and they've carbon fiber wrapped the blades on the doors. As you do. As you would. Yeah. Uh, or you could just get the factory off. Anyway. The tires are absolutely bald. <laughs> and they have been same tires for at least a year. Oh, man. And they are, they're like racing slicks. Yeah. That's probably why you did it. And I, lots of traction. And as soon as winter comes and the cords are showing, that's like having chains. Exactly. Um, I just don't think people understand how dangerous that can be. They really don't. So yeah. it's raining outside right now. With even a little bit of water. Yeah. Tires like that that are bald, just it's like driving on an ice skating rink. Literally. I was driving my M5 today on the freeway and it was raining pretty hard. That car has brand new PS4s on it, mm-hmm. which is like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's like top of the line tire. Yeah. And there were two times where I thought I was going to hydroplane into the barrier. Yeah. I'm like, if you had... Bald tires? You're in trouble. Yeah, that's... You're in trouble. That is not ideal. Okay, so... <clears throat> I was looking at this R8. Today. Yeah. Is it in... So it's... How old is the R8? When did the R8 come out? 2010? 8? 2008? I think the first gen, the V8, was in like... two. Yeah, 2008. Okay, so... I'm going to look it up. You keep talking. It's 15 years old. Yeah. 15 years old, I didn't necessarily love them when they came out uh-huh. because it was like, uh, it was right after Audi had bought Lamborghini and I felt like the R8 was the reserved version of the Gallardo. Right. Uh, which I it still kind feel of, that it way. It still kind of is. Um, and I really, I think the Gallardo has aged really well. What is it? 2006. 2006. Yep. Okay. So it's almost 17 years old, eight going on 18 model years old. Yeah. Is that car going to be, so in... Eight years, when it was 25 years old, be able to register it as a classic car. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be a classic car in eight years? Are people going to, in the year 2030, are people going to look at a first-generation R8 and say, oh, that, has, that has aged really well? And not just the R8, but any car. Any car, okay, oh, so man. let's shift it a little bit. Yeah. This, because that just sparked my thought process. Mm-hmm. Any car that's currently being manufactured, aside from, you know, Ferraris and Porsches and Lamborghinis, they're always going to have a big collector base. Mm-hmm. Is there going to be something in 25 years that's currently manufactured that people are going to lust after? Man, that's because such I a couldn't good question. think of anything. Yeah, I will say that I think, I think a V8 R8, like a first generation. Yeah. So I was partially right. The V10 R8 came out in 2008. <clears throat> um, but I think a gated six-speed. Will be. Do they make that right now? If you had to go. To... No, sorry, I'm talking okay. about the R8, the okay, first sure. gen. That's fair. Like in 2030, sure. I think there will be some people that are like, oh, like, uh, you know, a V8 R8 gated six speed, mm-hmm. and they'll want that. But it's also, I don't know if it's a car that's ever going to go. I don't uh, up in value. I feel like it's along the lines of a Maserati Gran Turismo. Right. Oh gosh. Phenomenal sounding engine. Yeah, but incredible. Just... Nothing else going yeah. for it, and it never stops depreciating. And you can get them for yeah, like eighty five hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm... So if today, if we so if we look at today, mm-hmm. is there anything that's currently being manufactured that you're going to be like, oh man, I'm going to want to drive that? I could not think of anything. 
I was going to say like an Alpha 4C, but they don't manufacture that anymore. There is an Alpha 4C that has come into my neighborhood like five or six times in the last month. It's the only one I've ever seen. Yeah. It is phenomenal. They are so beautiful. I think that's such an underrated car. Yeah. And the guy that drives it, he's like, he's probably 25. Seriously? He's crazy curly hair. Yeah. He's he's you. He's, well, yeah, but he's successful. He's a successful <laughs> version of me. Um, yeah, I, I love Alpha 4C. I really like anything Alpha Romeo, honestly. I like the Stelvios. We almost bought Sammy a Stelvio instead of her SQ5. Okay. Um, and I want a Julia. I would drive a Julia. But, yeah. But, Quadrifocalolio. Yeah. Um, I don't know, though, because they don't, they don't manufacture the 4C anymore, I don't think. No, they don't. So that's that was one car that came to mind. I don't think any of the current BMWs are I hope any BMW good. makes it out I of mean, this they are, but, slump. Whatever design thing they're going through, is it needs to be ended. Yeah. I think a car that I really like, that I guess they just barely stopped manufacturing this year, was the Mercedes AMG GT. Okay. I really like I those. I can get behind that. Yeah, and I think it's like, I have a hard time. I'm not super design forward. Like, I don't know a lot about the things that go into designing a car mm -hmm. and everything. But to me, the AMG GT kind of seems like a, I hate to use the word timeless. It seems a little cliche. Yeah, but, but it seems the, like a design that will... It's got will, the big, long hood, yeah. you know, two doors, rear-wheel drive. Right. Big, I mean, it's kind of like a... Big V8. It's almost like the Miatas a little bit, where, I mean, they've kept the same general recipe for the Miata. Mm -hmm. It's gotten a little bit, like, some sharper lines and stuff, but... Bigger and... Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel that way with the AMG GT, especially the... So there's the regular GT, and then there's the GTC. Yeah. And the GTC right. is a wide body. Yes, and it's fantastic. It is fantastic, but I love a base, narrow body, no wing. It's just so smooth and yeah. clean. I think that is a car that, like... The, the one thing I don't like about that car, because I love Mercedes. Yeah, right. I don't like the grill on that car. It's too... Mm, I can see that, yeah. They need to do something that's a little bit more understated mm -hmm. and a little bit less... It, the grill doesn't fit the rest of the car very well. Like it's not, it's not as clean. Yeah, and, yeah. It looks like that. a pinstripe suit to me. Okay. Maybe thirty years ago that was good. Yeah. Also, the other thing that Mercedes needs to stop doing is lighting up their uh, grill emblems. It's hilarious. We get it. I was just gonna bring that up. We get it. I love that. Oh gosh. I really do. I, yeah. I I dig that. At night when I see that on the. Yeah. Especially something that's like super stealthy. Okay. You can't really see the rest of it, but you almost just see like that floating badge yeah. coming towards you. I think it's kind of cool. Because here's what it is to me. It's like leaning your head out the window and just screaming, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. <laughs> yeah, that is exactly what that's like. And I now realize that maybe I have an attention problem. <laughs> an attention enough. span problem for we sure. We all have. Yeah, we get that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the AMG GT, uh, anything, what, so I was thinking too, like the, uh, the GTI right now, mm -hmm. so you look at the GTIs from 30 years ago, from the mid-90s, the Mark, what, Mark IV GTIs? I think, I think it'll be a Mark III, I think Mark the III? Mark IVs are early 2000s. You're probably right. <laughs> the Mark IV is the one that nobody wants. Yeah, so you look back at those and, you know, they're a little bit more... A little bit more driver friendly, driver focused, yeah. lighter weight, smaller. The GTIs from right now, are you going to want that in 25 years? I don't think so. The WRXs, are you going to want all that plastic bodywork? And honestly, I think that's why they're making all of these special editions. They're making like special edition Golf R's and GTIs. Yeah. It's like the last of this and the last yeah. of that. And I, I don't know if it's because they know that it's going to be that way. Like, People aren't going to want these later, so they're trying to create like a a, a smaller number. Yeah, some urgency. Some something demand. that somebody will want. I don't know. And they're willing to pay more for. Because back in the day, like, you could get a Golf Rabbit. You could get a Rabbit GTI. Yeah. End of story. Right. Now there's all these different versions and special editions. and Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's kind of like 
And you don't really get anything extra? No. Maybe like a plaque on the dash mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. something? And I can buy one of those on eBay. And I have. <laughs> uh, and I just, I think people will just buy cars now. Yeah. People just spend whatever money they want to on cars. And so the auto companies don't, there's no urgency for them to create a really good product. No. Everything is disposable <laughs> right now. So I think about all of the, what's the most common car you see driving down the road? A Hyundai? Yeah, Hyundai. Are, still are the, Corolls and Camrys. Uh, the um, Corolls and Camrys might still be around in 25 years, but none of the Hyundais, none of the no. Kias, um, you know, none of the Nissan, none of those are going to exist. In I think they're all designed to be leased. Planned obsolescence. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, they just, they'll disappear. And I just could not think of, you know, cars outside of this, the uh, high-end manufacturers that people are going to be like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah, I can't really think of anything either. Even the pickup I, trucks. Yeah. The trucks that people typically love. Maybe yeah. a Raptor in 25 years, maybe? Yeah. I think, I, I think, I mean, the success, the success of the Miata, I think, will continue. I think that people will it's still want those. It's kind of established itself. Yeah. As a... It already has like that, their that track record, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, BRZ? MRS? No. Nope. <laughs> Definitely not. Um, yeah, other than that, like there's really not too many. I feel like everybody just is like so focused on new technology and things are moving yeah. too quickly and they're not building quality products. It's like I very said, often. it's like I said, uh, a while ago it's just like i feel like cars right now are kind of like laptops were 15 years ago right where you'd have to buy a new one every year to keep up with all of the changes that were happening yeah i feel like that's kind of where we're at with cars because they're all infused with the same kind of technology that just goes out it goes outdated uh in two years and then what do you do literally no idea keep buying old stuff like we do no, don't, because then I can't buy it if you keep buying it. <laughs> True. Also, you know what's terrible? Old Porsches. Nobody buy those. Yeah. Stop it. Yeah, they're, they're garbage. A... Uh, they're horrible also... to drive. The experience is terrible. Yeah, they sound gross. They look terrible. They are hot. They make you smell like gasoline when you drive them. Nobody thinks you're cool. You're pretentious. And they're cooled by air, yeah, which well, is I mean, inefficient. What year are we in? Yeah. Bring down the value on those. Yeah, nobody wants that. Nobody wants a nine six four anymore. Just throw. Yeah, just out. bring down values on nine six fours. I'm fine with that even. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. They're terrible. Sell them. <laughs> In fact, you know what? I will take it off your hands. I'll come and grab it. Yeah. Because we're doing a community service. Part it of is. the inside the dollhouse service project. Yep. We are ridding the world of the plight of air cooled Porsches and Nissan Murano cross cabriolets. <laughs> All six of them <laughs> that exist. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, so we're continuing in the same vein. Okay. I've gotten a little bit into watches lately. I've noticed. Not nice watches. What are you wearing now? Uh, this is just uh, this is just a Scoggin. This is a, a regular, super cheap Scoggin watch. I like yeah. it because it fits under my sleeve, fits under the sleeve of my shirt. Yeah, it doesn't get in the way. Uh, it's lightweight. I can't tell it's there, and it's bright orange, so it takes attention away from my face. Yeah, the other I day I put that on when you were in the other room, and mm-hmm. I tried to play it off as mine. Yeah, because I really wanted it. Yeah, <laughs> listen, they're not that expensive. No. Um, but I have you know I have like. A couple of G-Shock watches. I have a couple of cool, like, retro Casio uh, things. I have um, a Swatch yeah. that I like. I have an Alpina that I really love. That's kind of like my my grown-up watch. Yeah. You gave me one of your watches, one of your Swatches. Yes, I did. I love that watch. It's pretty cool. From 1986? From, from the year I was born. Yeah. It's so cool. It is. Uh, but I, you know, so I have a neighbor who is very into watches. He was a watch salesman in the Cayman Islands oh. for a few years. Uh, and he knows everything there is to know about watches. And I've kind of, he kind of sparked my interest a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it made me realize I know nothing about luxury yeah. watches. Is it something that's interesting? 
is it if you see somebody wearing uh, Patek Philippe or uh, you know not even a Rolex but something even Rolex I didn't realize I thought Rolex was like the pinnacle. It's like entry, entry level. level, yeah. That's an entry level watch, which is wild <clears> to <throat> me. Um, so I like when I was in Las Vegas a few years ago, I tried to or I tried on a Lu- uh, Lucian Picard. <laughs> oh my gosh, not a Lucian Picard, a Richard Mille watch. Yeah. Oh, that was two hundred seventy-five thousand dollars. Where did you get to try that? I was on? in Las Vegas at the uh, Richard Mille store, and they just let you try it on. Uh, yeah, because look at me. So it was, it was really cool, but I don't. Even if I had all the money in the world, I don't think I could justify that because it's not that interesting to me. But the more I understand about them, cars and watches kind of go, yeah, hand in hand almost, big time. Yeah, I am kind of in the same boat. Like I, and maybe it's because I haven't, I haven't really had. I have like three or four Nixons. Um, like, and I, I honestly don't wear them that often. I don't know. I don't know why. Probably because of what I do for work. I can't really wear a watch. I can't be scratching. Up. Yeah, banging on something or, um, but I feel like all the people I see wearing, uh, I'm just gonna say Richard Mill because I can't. <laughs> I'm not French. <clears throat> um, but I feel like all the people I see wearing them are sponsored by them. Yeah, I feel like I don't see Lots people wearing them. Rafael Nadal wore a Richard Mille watch. Yeah, and like for years when he was playing tennis. Yeah, and his was his own special edition. It was half a million dollars. Yeah, and it's like super lightweight. Yeah. So uh, cool. Charles Leclerc wears. He's sponsored by them. Yeah, I think. Um, are they a team sponsor or is is that uh, like an F one sponsor? Because I feel like there are a few. Yeah, I don't know drivers that have Richard Mille watches. I don't know. I know that Charles has. Uh, a watch that's like printed on his glove, so he's so not is, actually wearing so one. But yeah. yeah, but then he's at when he has his hands on the steering wheel, they do the cockpit view. Yep, you can still see it's so funny. A Richard Mill. Yep. Um, but yeah, I feel like, I, and maybe it's just the the circles that I am involved in. I don't yeah. really see people other than people that are wearing them for free. Sure. That are um, but and maybe it's because I haven't really had any experiences with high end watches. I definitely respect them and what they are. Okay. I love the way they look. Okay. But I'm not like, I'm in and around. I'm very blessed to be in and around nice cars all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I kind of have experience with them, and that's what makes me like, yeah, want them or want to have those experiences. And I haven't had that with a watch. Yeah. So I get the idea. I'm just not. I'm not connected to it. Okay. Like I am cars. Okay, that's a good explanation because yeah. that's kind of how. <laughs> How I feel it. It's something that the more I understand, the less I think that it's something I really aspire to. I like having cool watches. Oh, for sure. But the the luxury market is such a foreign thing. So, so I maybe yeah maybe one day, but probably not. Yeah, I mean, I would definitely like. I would buy I would buy watches someday. Not I don't think I'll buy anything crazy, but Apple Watch. Yeah, I have one. And I don't wear. It I that do. Often. I hated it so much. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Do it's... I need to be connected at everywhere I go? No, not really. Yeah. Uh, okay. Should we uh, should we switch gears a little bit? Yeah, let's change gears a little bit. Um, I I've been having a hard time deciding where to uh, where to eat lunch lately. Okay. Or food in general. Food in general. I'm at that stage in my eating phase. Mm-hmm. Like, so Sammy and I, we just we honestly we just eat out a lot. Sure. We've budgeted for that. Sure. We don't love to cook very much. And now it's like, it feels like it's, unless you're a very, I don't want to say picky shopper, but unless you're like dedicated to it, it's almost as expensive to shop and cook now as it is to eat out, it seems like. Wait till you have kids right. uh, who can eat the actual food. <laughs> yeah. And wait till the first time you spend $40 at McDonald's and then you, remember how we talked about putting the, uh, hose from your exhaust pipe into your car <laughs> yeah similar sentiments about that that sounds about right um so where do you go then what's the let's talk about the best <clears throat> fast food so that is where it gets a little bit trickier when i'm eating with sammy okay. is she uh 
she doesn't eat fast food really. So like McDonald's, Wendy's, uh, Carl's Jr. Yeah, I don't like I don't eat there very much either. Yeah, so uh, sometimes I'm in a hurry to go places, so I I eat fast food a fair amount. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit tricky. Like we eat out quite a bit, and just you just get like to the point where I'm just like eating is just yep something I have to do. Okay, well let's do but, this then. If you're if you could pick mm-hmm. fast food or fast casual, if you will. Okay, what's so, that, like five guys? Yeah, fast casual is you go in, you sit down, but you order at the counter. Okay. So that's that's fast. That's like the new thing. For the last few years, fast yeah. casual has kind of become the thing. Uh, so if you guys are going out to eat, give me your top three, top three places that you would go. So I'll give you mine okay. first. Number three, mm-hmm. there's a place called Cubby's. Cubbies is I good. love Cubbies. So yeah. sandwiches, salads, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, Cubbies is Cubbies is good. We haven't been there for a while. Um, one of our places that we like to go is we just love Five Guys. We both love hamburgers. I've been there for so long. Really? It's so expensive now. It is pretty expensive, um, but we both love hamburgers. Yeah. And then their Cajun fries are oh yeah they are so fantastic. good they're really good so we go there quite a bit. Um, my favorite my favorite place is a hamburger place too. We'll get there. Okay, I think I know what you're gonna say. Okay. Um, when we get there, I'll guess and we'll see if I'm right. <laughs> That's Carl's Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go to we go to Pizzeria Limon. Okay, yeah, love which, Pizzeria Limon. Yeah, we like that a lot. Um, we we kind of like that style of pizza, the Italian style. Yeah, and it's. It's something. It's like it's a little bit lighter than regular. Yeah. Pizzas, you don't feel like death after you oh, eat man. it. Oh man. Yeah. Like little Caesars. Or the pie. Oh, oh I, I love the pie. the pie though. Oh my gosh. I'm willing to feel like it's death. Like for the a pie. toboggan ride through my <laughs> intestines. <laughs> so good though. Um, and then, uh, there is a sandwich place that we've been going a lot lately called Potbellies. Okay. I don't know if you've been to Potbellies. I've seen it. I've never been. Oh, it. Yeah, it is so good. I'm going to go on a small rant. Don't try and give me a cold sandwich. I don't want a cold sandwich. Ever. No. If I'm in Lake Powell and I'm starving, yeah. a cold sandwich will occasionally okay. be like, oh, that was good. Yeah. If you're Jimmy John's, no. Hard don't pass. No, I don't want a cold sandwich. Don't cold like sandwiches. Jimmy. Don't like John. If you're listening to this and you eat cold sandwiches, I was going to say stop listening, but please don't. <laughs> We Liz, need the listener. My wife, Liz, loves cold sandwiches. Oh, my God. So her favorite thing when we go to, uh, you know, like friend things or family things, when they say, okay, we're getting, going to Costco, and we're getting croissants and oh. turkey and ham and roast beef, uh, oh. she gets up for it and jazzed, and I just... That is my worst, that's not yeah. my worst nightmare, but yeah. as far as, like, looking forward to a meal... Yeah. Oh, we have croissants and a bunch of... And a bunch of different Slimy sandwich. Meats. Yeah, I'm like, why? <laughs> there are so many other options. Uh, yeah, cold sandwiches suck. If you have the option to grill it, why would you not? I have no idea. To slap it on a George Foreman grill for two minutes. Right, and then that you also. Let's do this. I'm gonna start carrying a George Foreman grill <laughs> in my car. Just don't burn your foot on it. <laughs> I like to wake up to the smell of crackling bacon. Sue me. Sue me. Uh, that's an office reference for those of you who don't know. Go watch that episode. It's fantastic. Michael steps on a George Foreman grill. And Dwight gets a concussion. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what, so what other places do you like to go? Okay. So we really like <clears throat> Pizzeria Limon yeah. as well. It's fantastic. You, oh, yeah. I didn't know you guys went there. Oh, yeah. Nice. There is a taco place just down the street from us. Real called Taqueria. Real Taqueria. Oh, so good. And it's, you know, I hate to, it sounds such a hipster thing to say, but it's like authentic Mexican tacos. Right. They're re- So here's how I know it's authentic. They serve tongue. So they have lingua. Yeah. That's, that's... how you know. So I'll never eat it, but right. I don't want to French kiss a cow. <laughs> but if they have lingua. Is that what it's like? I feel like it's just a tongue flopping out of the tongue. Oh, so one of our clients, they have cows and they have some baby ones. Some Scottish Highland and cows. They cut their tongues out? No. Oh. But they run over and 
you like feed them stuff and occasionally they lick you and it's like being licked by a gravel road 60 grit it is it's horrifying i'm like why are people eating this in a corn tortilla they're using all of it yeah using all that yeah so we love real taqueria there's also in that same vein there is a place uh just down the street from that called gordo's Oh, I don't know if we've been to Gordo's. Is it? Yeah, it's, it's it was a food truck for a while, mm-hmm. just like Real Taqueria. Yeah. Food truck for a while, just built a brick and mortar store. Uh, it's on like 90s. So we recently yeah. found a new place that is like at the top of my list right now. It's called El Morelense. It's on 114th South. Uh, it's a little bit west. Oh, but it is, it is so good. We're getting pretty regional here, pretty local. Yeah. So if anybody's listening outside of the valley, we apologize. Yeah. But come on over to Salt Lake City. Okay, so here's if you have to eat fast food, where are you going? Mm-hmm. Man. So I went to Panda Express today. Bad idea. Yeah. Hopefully the mic isn't picking up on my stomach <laughs> grumbling. Um, you don't own it. You just rent it. Uh, <laughs> I think I, – so my, my – Second, so I have two hamburger places that I love. Oh, yeah. My favorite restaurant in the whole world. Not my favorite fast casual restaurant in the whole world. Rich's. Or, uh, sorry, Tony Burgers. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Best hamburgers of all time. Just delightful. <laughs> Tony Burger is, get a strawberry coconut shake from Tony Burger. Okay, I will. It's and I'll delicious. throw it straight in the garbage. Uh, How so dare you? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite fast food is In-N-Out. Is it? Yeah, In-N-Out. that's like the one fast food place that... I love that Sam will eat. She likes it's she so likes consistent. Yep, it's so good. The stuff is so fresh. I know a lot of people don't love it. I, it's just fantastic. Yeah, I had Shake Shack the other day. Garbage. Yeah, garbage. It's My other sh shack. Yeah, ask me. it was not good, and <laughs> it was really good. Uh, we ate there one time uh, when it first opened. It was really good, and then we went back a couple months later. Awful. Yeah, it's not good. <clears throat> There is another place that recently came to Utah and has gotten pretty popular. And I kind of avoided it when I lived in California because everybody talked about it. Heroin. And I'm one of those people. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm one of those people that avoids things that people hype up so much. Sure. Um, but Raising Cane's is pretty good. Is it pretty good? It is pretty we good. We have friends yeah. that own, they have a franchise up in Brigham City. Oh, do they? Uh, okay. Yeah. Or, Maybe not Brigham City, but it's in Davis County somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Supposedly, it's really good. I've never been. You should go. It's it's really good. It's just like high-quality chicken tenders. Yeah. Their sauce is good. Yeah, I like it. And I'm a, I don't like any sauce. Oh, that's right. Yes, yeah, so you you might be like, eh. It's all just chicken. Yep. Okay. Well, I'd I give it a try. <clears throat> there is the uh, – what's the one that Post Malone – it's Kane's. Is that Kane's? That's uh-huh. what it is? Okay. Yeah, he's his specific store is... Yeah, just down the street. Yeah, just down the street. That's, Sammy and I were just there this past week. We uh, drove past it <clears> for <throat> the first time in the dark the other day. It is like a glowing beacon. Yeah. Pink. It's cool, though. They rad. have a bunch of his stuff, like outfits that he's worn inside, yeah. guitars he's played. Giant mural of his face on the side of the building. Yeah, one of his cars is usually parked out front. Oh, really? Uh-huh. His, uh, Coincidentally, his Tacoma? from... One or two podcasts ago, your truck, the high boy, his is high boy is out there right now. Yep, pretty sweet. Yeah, it's a nice truck. That's why I like it because me and Posty, me and uh, Austin are good friends. He doesn't know it, <laughs> but we're pretty tight. <laughs> yeah, I own one of his albums on Apple Music. Right, so I feel like we're pretty close. Uh, okay, there's one more thing I want to touch on. Okay, today, what you got? So we're big sports guys. We are. Uh. I have a little, my eight-year-old boy, mm-hmm. Ollie, Ollie Jolly. Such a good the kid. The sweetest child of all time. Seriously. Uh, he's, he's Grandma Karen reincarnated, I think. Just like oh the sweetest, gosh. purest, kindest. Yeah. Never would tell a lie. Uh, just the funniest guy, but he's a big soccer player. Does he player. yodel? Uh, when he's he cleaning might. the house? <laughs> he might. <laughs> he might. I'm going to, I'm going to sneak in and yeah. find out. He never cleans a dang thing though, so I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Um, so he's in soccer on his first competition team, uh, and he is ultra intelligent, super smart. Mm-hmm. He's got an eight year old body, so it's gangly <laughs> and catching up to his brain. He's still figuring it out. Uh, but 
I, I, it made me wonder. So I focused on tennis from a really young age. Yeah. Just because I kind of, I mean, I gravitated towards it because it wasn't on a team. I didn't have to deal with other kids. Yep. But also because I was a little bit smaller. But I never, I played a couple years of soccer, a couple years of baseball. But by the time I was 10, I, it was all tennis. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing to specialize in a sport for kids? So kids who like athletics, mm -hmm. there are some kids who don't like athletics, and that's fine. Um, you know, we need Twitch streamers. Yeah. Too. Do we? Nope. Uh, <laughs> if your kids don't like sports, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, just get outside and play. Yeah. Do something. But is it, so he only wants to play soccer. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Does it help them? to become better at that given sport at such a young age? Does it, and maybe it, it is up to the kid a little bit. Yeah, that's kind of what I would say. I think, like, if that's the only thing he wants to do, some parents I've seen that, like, force their kid to do one thing and yeah. try and specialize in yep. that, like, they're trying to relive their glory days of trying to be that's a professional harsh. athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if that's all he wants to do, I think. That's kind of where I'm at. I think it's fine because so I was a tennis coach for a long time. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, fifteen years I taught tennis, and there were kids who that's all they wanted to do. There were kids who wanted to do a bunch of different things and never mm -hmm. really fell into a single category. Um, but the kids I felt like who were the very best were they tried other things too. Yeah, I feel like other sports. Like I know that some, like some tennis players play a little bit of soccer in their off time to like help with their footwork, footwork. Yeah. and just different stuff like that. So I think there's definitely benefits to it, but I think there's also ways where if your kid wants to specialize in one thing, you can still get the benefits from the other sports. You just have to yeah. incorporate I it. I was so specialized in tennis that when I found out that my tennis coach played golf on the side, I was dumbfounded. <laughs> Like, what are you doing? Right. You're coaching you're, me? You're wasting your time yeah. playing golf. And then now that's all I do. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you specialized in tennis. and Yeah. It I got mean, me, got me I know you won't admit it, but, yeah, it, uh, it worked out pretty well. It worked out, yeah, luckily. But yeah. I, it just, you know, so as I, as I raised this kid who is uh, pretty talented, I just, I just, it made me wonder. And now that I, I help coach his team as well, uh -huh. there are lots of kids on the team who that's, that's all they do. Yeah, and I didn't know if that was good or bad, uh, and th there might not be a right answer. Right. I mean, I kind of did the same thing when I was younger. Like, I played a year of little league football, and then I played tennis and soccer at the same time for a little while. But yeah. then I just went. It's when I was like nine or ten, I started playing like soccer, and that right. was it. That's what you did. And it worked out pretty well for a while, and then I think I got a little burned out, and that's when I started kicking for the high school football team. Mm -hmm. And that was some of the most fun I had. And I don't know if it was just because it was something new. Yeah. But I really, really enjoyed that. And I, I don't know when I was younger, the reason I went to soccer is because I wanted to play a team sport. And that's why I didn't want to play. A team right. Sport. Well, but then by the time I was done playing soccer yeah. and my body was, I mean, not broken, but for my age, like, I, mean, I have a bad shoulder that comes out of its socket all the time now, and my ankles are horrible. My ankles are destroyed too. Yeah, um, but by the time I got to the end of playing soccer, I was like, I wonder what would have happened if I stuck with tennis. Yeah. And played an individual sport, and didn't have to deal with some of the parents' politics. The politics and, were really bad. Yeah, it gets a little tricky to deal with, and I think. I think being the youngest in a family where everybody played tennis, mom and dad, you, Abby, Sam. Yeah. Like, I think being the youngest, and you, if you guys would have, like, kept mentoring me if I kept playing tennis, mm -hmm. I feel like I could have been pretty good. But sure. I don't know. You never know. No, but you I never, do wonder you sometimes. Never know. Uh, but you just, you want to make sure that you, that you make the right decision for your kid. Yeah, and I, I kind of feel like it's not really right decision or a wrong decision it's just yeah you gotta make a decision and go with it and make the best of it and they learn what they learn from it it is what it is that's kind of the nice thing though is that like i don't know i feel like people are worried about focusing on one thing because they're worried about missing out on something else but well i think they're 
<clears throat> it's funny to me to see a lot of these kids who I think their parents deep down know that their kid is never going to be a professional soccer player. Yeah. But on the surface, and they try so hard to believe that their kid is super talented. And I fall into this category too. Of course, everybody wants their kid to be the best be the and best. most talented. And Why? Because mm, they don't feel like they are. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> yeah. It could be. But yeah, I don't know. You know, Ollie the other day told me, he well, this was probably a year ago. Mm-hmm. I said, Ollie, what do you want to do when you grow up? Soccer player, you know? Yeah. And I said, that's cool. What team do you want to play for? He's like, well, I'm going to play for Argentina. I'm going to play for <laughs> England. I'm going to play for the United States and Liverpool. And if I have time, Real Salt Lake. And okay. as I lay weeping on the ground, <laughs> right? Uh, it was it was just pretty funny. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think it's kind of fun to like let kids dream like that because it's like what what's the point of telling them that they're never going to be able to do that yeah like they'll grow up and they'll learn like oh like i can't play for argentina and england but like there's no point in shutting that dream down now Heck no. let them dream let them play let them have fun it's like, like you'll brenner on cool runnings you right to live in buckingham palace yeah go get your buckingham palace <laughs> you're gonna have to marry the queen <laughs> you can draw a line down the middle of your forehead and make it look like a buck see? <laughs> I see pride. I see power. <laughs> that show. Yep. Well, guess what? That I know. Show. I know what I'm watching tonight. Cool Runnings. Man, classic. You want to kiss my lucky egg? <laughs> no, I'm not kissing your lucky egg. Kissing no egg. <laughs> uh, should we end on that note? I think we end on the Cool Runnings note because that is a solid movie. Go watch it, and uh, we can focus our entire podcast next week on the merits of John Candy's comedic genius. I like it. Uh, I will end on feel the rhythm, feel the rhyme, get on up. It's the end of our podcast time. Inside the dollhouse!